0: Hello, wrestling fans. Ringo Starr here, and you're listening to Marking Out.
1: This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. like this. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling
0: Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 540. I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave, and you can check me out on Instagram at DavidPTDPT. And also, I am here with Brandon. Go check him out on Twitter at BTTG161 and on Instagram at BTTG161. Check us out Collective on Twitter at Mark and Out. Don't forget Chris, Chris Ween Dog, and of course check us out on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash at Out, and like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Marking Out. Go ahead. Buy some t-shirts. We got a new incredible t-shirt up there for you to buy. ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkinOut. Also, use the code regardless for 20% off and free. That is right, F-R-E-E, free shipping at Manscape.com. You could also check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash MarkinOut. And listen to all of the past episodes. Make sure you're subscribing, you're rating us, you're listening, you're sharing with your friends. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify Podcasts, and all over the place in the galaxy. I am here, also joined by Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always, and yourself? I'm doing, uh, I'm doing really great. Thank you for asking. Doing really great, you know? How was so, your week? Yeah, my week was uh it was good. I I feel like after Monday, once I get through Monday, it feels like Friday's just around the corner. I don't know. It I just feel like once I hit maybe Tuesday, once I get done with Tuesday night with class, I feel like the rest of the week just blows by. And I don't know. It just feels like to me Tuesday is Friday and Wednesday I mean it's still work day. But I don't know. I feel like less stressed out and less overwhelmed once I enter that, that middle of the week area because I get to look forward to the weekend.
1: Yeah, but, there's, there's like a bunch of stuff like with the combination of NXT moving to Tuesday and yeah. then uh, now Loki is out on Disney Plus <laughs> on I know, Wednesdays. They're... It's like kind of screwing with my Wednesday schedule. <laughs> they're really forcing my hand into getting this uh, Disney TV. Dude, it's and I awesome. watched I watched the first episode of Loki, and it does not disappoint. Yeah, so how about your week? Well, I did some more grilling this week, grilled some steaks up, uh, made some caramelized onions for that, more uh, Israeli salad, something light oh. fresh. Wow. I watched, for whatever reason, Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Oh, <laughs>
0: I'm sorry to hear that.
1: Uh, dude, it's hilarious to see how, how everyone got worked. That, I think, is my favorite part. I'm like, yeah. They went eight rounds without a knockout? Come on, brother. There's that <laughs> one point. At one point, Mayweather punches Logan Paul, and he, like, looks like he knocks out Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. But he holds him up. Makes sure it's, it, he doesn't fall down.
0: Oh, so, hey.
1: there was no winner there. But Get your millions. Said, everyone thought everyone on Twitter, like, blew up. Like, how is there? Blah, blah, blah. Like, how did this not happen? It's like, brother, you got worked.
0: get your millions
1: you got worked get over it brother conor mcgregor
0: versus jake paul next yeah and watch conor mcgregor and it gets knocked out in the first round
1: i think ocho cinco challenged mcgregor i think
0: i think ocho Cinco just got knocked out
1: no he didn't he didn't no ocho cinco there was no winner to that match
0: some some nfl nfl superstar got knocked out right
1: I don't think so. I, oh, I, I don't think I don't think Ocho lost that match. He didn't, I don't get know. To me, to,
0: this is just like prize fighting. This is like watching China versus Joey Butterfuco in a boxing fight. China you know?
1: boxed. Is that yeah? Legit? I believe he, so. She, she yeah.
0: boxed I'm almost positive. And on the same <laughs> card, you had you had Screech Bonaduce. from Saved by the Bell. You had Screech from Saved by the Bell fight. Um, Bonaducci? No 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 from uh oh man. Who was it in Mr. Cotta? Mr. Cotter.
1: Oh Horseshack. Horse,
0: Horseshack. I yeah, think it was Screech I versus Horseshack.
1: <laughs> Bonaducci yeah, box, I, I think... though, I believe.
0: Maybe it was Bonaducci versus Screech. No, I remember
1: Screech? I remember Horseshack being a name for that. Maybe
0: it was Bonaducci versus versus Horseshack, but I remember Screech boxing too once.
1: Screech versus Horseshack sounds more likely.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. I mean, you had even Nate Robinson uh, doing the same thing. Uh, NBA well, superstar. He got
1: knocked out. Yeah, he got
0: really knocked out.
1: Um, it yeah. was weird. It was weird watching that event, knowing that we were there for WrestleMania 28, and seeing how different it is now. There's like there's a roof, and all the seats are blue rather than orange. That's weird. Yeah, well, big renovation. It's Hard Rock Stadium now instead of Sun Life Stadium. Interesting. Miami Gardens, Miami, Florida, whatever. Huh. Good deal, good deal. So what else did you do this week? Made my own pizza sauce. Wow. I think I'm going to make my own pizza on Saturday. Probably. Hopefully. All right, I'll come over. Eh, no, no invite needed. Uh... No,
0: it's it's... I'm 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 vaccinated, dude. I mean, I could come over.
1: It has nothing to do with vaccinations. I just uh, I don't want to hang out with anybody. I do a show with you. I I don't need to hang out with you. We're hanging out right now. Yeah, but you can share your food. I could share my food. That's right. But I'm not going. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. You could.
0: (laughs) No, no, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have you don't have to share your food. It's 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 yours.
1: There's a uh, pay-per-view this weekend that you could uh, come over and watch ah yeah yes but speaking of wrestling i think due to the nba um aew is getting their ass kicked Mm -hmm. they're they're moved to the friday night slot after smackdown on tnt this is going to be the the slot for rampage i always want to say renegade for some reason So AEW fans better get used to tuning in Friday night after SmackDown to TNT. But I think the only thing that I need to talk about from last week was Tony Schiavone introducing Mark Henry. Mark Henry comes out, no music, no entrance video. Speaks about how AEW isn't broken, but he's there to turn some screws, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. uh, Bubba Ray apparently told him that was the wrong thing to say. It's uh Titan some screws. <laughs> and then he also teased getting back in the ring and everybody freaked out. I mean, he didn't really tease. He just said that he got more gas in the tank. It was, I would call that a tease. I guess I, you got, he looks in great shape. Absolutely. Lost tons of weight recently. Yeah. Good for him, but he gets cut off by Vicky Guerrero. Also, I guess we should, before we say that, who would you want to even see him face in AEW? Mark Henry?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, probably Big Show, I mean.
1: Uh, that No, come on. that's
0: <laughs> um. Mark Henry versus, let's see. I would say Lance Archer. Lance Archer would be cool. What about, what's his name? War- Warlow? Wardlow. Wardlow?
1: Wardlow, Maybe him? Brian Cage. Brian Cage would be interesting. Miro, I don't know if we've ever seen Rusev versus Mark Henry. What about Marco Stunk? No. Yeah, I wouldn't
0: want I to don't see think that either. So. Even though you know the IWC would love it.
1: They would lo- Dude, they would love
0: it. They would have no problem with that.
1: In in a I would I a match that I kind of wouldn't mind. you say, Marco Stunt, I don't think I would mind seeing Mark Henry versus Johnny Silver. We've seen Silver work those guys before. oh, yeah, you know, I mean, you know that that's gonna be
0: a great match,
1: and so so I definitely
0: yeah. understand. So originally I was gonna be like, well, what's the difference between Marco Stunt and Johnny Silver versus him? But we know the difference. We've, We've seen, seen him Johnny Apollyon.
1: Silver work guys as big as Mark Henry before, so I'm. Oh yeah. I believe John Silver versus Mark Henry. I mean, he had a great feud versus
0: Apollyon. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah, I definitely, I, I could definitely see what you're saying, and I agree. I think that but would be cool.
1: Vicky Guerrero cuts Mark Henry off. Huge heat. Best heat in the company. But she introduces Andrade El Idolo as the newest signing to AEW. And it, like my first reaction is, wow, this is awesome. Andrade is in AEW. The more I watched that, the more and more I got pissed off at it. Not with Andrade being in AEW, but first of all, the fans did not even react after she introduces him. It comes out, no music, no entrance tron, commentary is super confused. He so hold on, out...
0: before you continue, hold on, before you continue, I think right there, that's where they messed up. I think a lot of the fans didn't react to it as much because... They didn't really know what to react to. I mean, if it was, I mean, for me, I didn't even know he was going to be coming out right there and then because there was no, like, music cueing him. I think that what really lacked in that segment was a theme song, music, a titantron, something to cue the fans and be like, and here he is, instead of just letting it linger, and then, oh, he just nonchalantly walks out.
1: Yeah, and he comes out, he gets a small pop, he uh, speaks and, and says he's going to be the new face of AEW. Fans chant AEW, some chant C. A little clapping. And then right there. One, one person randomly so- tries to start an Eddie Guerrero chant, which is weird. And then it dies down as he's leaving. Well, right
0: there. Right there. That when he finished, right? Right when he finished, they needed music. They needed a theme song. They needed something to cue these fans into being like, okay, now he is leaving. Not <laughs> not allow crickets to you know what? Like it was infuriating to watch because you needed music. And you know, the one the thing that is amazing that is a veteran move, Vicky Guerrero. If you notice towards the end of that, when they didn't cue the music that they should have yeah, cued, absolutely. Vicky Guerrero picked up on that, the lack of of um, connection, and started to antagonize them with the, let's give it up for him, or whatever she said to get them I, th- to I react- thought it was maybe
1: excuse me, but...
0: Like, I, I forgot what she said, but she said something to cue them into getting louder, and that was perfect by Vicky, but huge fail for no music.
1: I'm so happy that Andrade is in AEW, but... I absolutely hated that debut. I don't understand. Like you, I know you'll say there's no heels, there's no faces or whatever. That's what Cody Rhodes and the, and the company says, but that's complete, utter BS. That's no, that's incorrect. Uh, I don't understand how you bring in Andrade to somebody who's a heel manager. I think Vicky Guerrero, I said it before, is the most over heel in AEW. You bring him in with a heel manager, kind of gets cheered, supposed to face the biggest heel in the company, that is Kenny Omega, for a title that's not an AEW championship, and then you expect me to believe that the debut was good? You can't expect me to believe that. The crowd sucked, the debut sucked. I I hope Andrade soars to new heights in AEW that he never reached in, in WWE.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I definitely think that he's going to soar. And yeah, I don't see heel versus heel being an issue. I don't see face versus face being an issue. I see just a I just see good wrestling match potential. It just not... to
1: me doesn't make sense though because like he's already feuding technically with Omega. There were no signs of that on Friday. Mhm. Vicky Guerrero has a stable already or manages – I don't even know if she's still with a, a stable or whatever, but she manages Nyla Rose. I don't want to even see Nyla Rose and Andrade in the same stable. I mean, she they don't have to be in a stable together. She just could be like – Like Bobby Heenan, I guess you would. Well, then you had the Heenan family. Well, no, I'm obviously not talking about the Heenan family.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, didn't something like Bobby that Jimmy people without Jimmy the Jimmy family? Hart
0: managed multiple people at the same time. Right. He would just change his jacket,
1: you know. Maybe that's a better example.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that I definitely understand where you're saying what you're saying with this, but I I'm excited to see if this does happen Omega versus uh
1: Not if it's happening at Triplemania. This no, they, this July so or I'm, August.
0: So then I'm excited for for that to But take it's not place. an I'm AEW match.
1: It's not an AEW match, though. It's a, it's for the AAA Mega Championship.
0: Yeah, but it's still promoted by AEW, too.
1: Mm, I mean, are they, are they having I'm, AEW matches there? I cannot safely there? say that that's going to be heavily promoted by AEW, or even promoted, given the fact that we barely saw any promotion the last time Kenny Omega wrestled in Mexico for, with the AAA Championship. And most recently with impact and him winning the impact championship. We did not see any of that on AEW uh, on AEW TV. Mm -hmm. Everything storyline was done on impact. And for whatever reason, the only thing that uh, AEW seems to care about to push storylines, which isn't even a a big storyline anymore. I have no idea what's going to happen now that Serena Deeb is no longer the NWA women's champion is the NWA Women's Championship. That's like the Mm. only title that we've seen show up and defended, be defended on an AEW card. We've seen... Okay, no, that's incorrect because we have seen the the AAA Mega Championship defended on, I believe it was a Dynamite. Might have been even a Dark. But there was nothing like to that. So I'm not confident in them... In, in being able to say Andrade versus Omega will be 100% promoted on Dynamite.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I yeah. if I need Andrade to, to pick up that championship.
0: I agree with you. He has to pick. He's going. I feel like he's going to win it, but I'm excited to see what he does in AEW, not Triple I
1: certainly don't think he needed a manager. But I guess that's what they're bringing him in as a heel, I guess. Yeah, it gets him over with Vicky. But again, I don't think that was necessary. Yeah. Um, but that's really the only thing, unless you need to talk about the, the Britt Baker women's segment where she handed out uh, Big Mac coupons, but wasn't allowed to say McDonald's or Big Mac for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why that's... you'd have a segment like that if she can't check for your can't hamburger sandwich or whatever. Mm-hmm. Made no sense. But uh, that's all the AEW. Again, it's on Friday nights. Difficult to cover when we record Friday nights. Mm -hmm. Um, So moving over to some WWE talk. It was officially confirmed that SummerSlam will be taking place at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. And reports going wild all over the internet about this. I still don't understand the Saturday date. There's still the aspect WWE, according to the Dirt dirt Sites, Dirt Sheets, News Sites, News Gimmicks, still trying to push heavily for Cardi B to come and host it. There's I hope not. rumors that SummerSlam is going to be finished before the start time of Pacquiao's fight. Yeah, that's
0: what they're saying. They want to get it done by then.
1: Then there's rumors that this is WWE wants this to be this year's Wrestlemania whatever the hell that means
0: Mm -hmm.
1: they want Cena for it Cena versus Roman Reigns I have no idea it's at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas go there have fun Um, (laughs) be super safe I guess what happens in Vegas sometimes doesn't always stay in Vegas Mm -hmm. but moving over to Monday Night Raw (sighs) hmm
0: Monday
1: night, Nitro. Kicks off with a tag team battle royal for the number one contender slot. Viking Raiders picking up the victory over RK bro, New Day, Mason T-Bar, Lince Dorado, and John Morrison to become the number one contenders. I don't think it really opened up with AJ Styles to hype up each team, maybe make fun of them also. Leading with uh, Miz and John Morrison coming out as well. John Morrison volunteering himself because the Miz is injured. And I think the redeeming factor of them having that segment before this match was Miz going down the ramp in slow-mo by mistake. I thought that was one of the funniest things. But as far as this match goes, I have no idea why, where Grand Metalik was.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And I really, I kind of wanted RKO, or not RKO, RK-Bro to pick up the victory here. But I'm happy with the Viking Raiders, and I hope they actually do something with this.
0: I agree with you. I think that I'm excited to see what's next uh, in store with this.
1: Later on, we had uh, Amas eating Ivar's turkey leg. Maybe they got that from Bush Gardens. I don't know. Now that they're mm. in Tampa. <laughs> By the way, uh-huh. did you hear somebody stole something from or multiple things from the Thunderdome?
0: No. What happened?
1: I don't know. I don't know what somebody stole, but there was a, a report and like a, an actual police report going around that somebody walked in and stole stuff from the WWE Thunderdome.
0: Well, that guy's or woman's going to get caught very quickly.
1: Well, so far, I don't think they've been found. I mean... So.
0: I'm sure they're gonna find them. They have cameras everywhere there. It's
1: pretty stupid to steal something.
0: Yeah, that's for sure.
1: After this, we had Elias speak about Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker attacks Elias from behind. Riker, no, uh, no, no more long hair. Cut himself a little uh, crew cut there.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I dig it. I thought it was funny. Somebody sent a picture. I think Chris or someone sent a picture of Riker, and it was like a combination of Cardona and Yeah, I saw um, a lot of someone. people it was like,
1: saying Cardona. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's definitely a di- way different look. I guess they're going to push him as
1: a face. That's what the piped-in audio sounded like because we had Jackson Riker pick up the victory over Elias via countout. Riker controlled most of that. Elias ended up leaving. Mm -hmm. And that was that. After that, we had a WWE contract signing. Drew McIntyre was waiting for Bobby Lashley to come out. He wasn't coming out. Finally, he shows up. They had some back and forth. And I think really the only main thing to mention of this was McIntyre cutting the table in half with the Claymore. With that sword. Mm I think that was, dare I say, my favorite moment of the night. Um, a lot of people, man, pissed off at that segment. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say that's my favorite. I don't. Well, I don't know. I think my favorite spot of the night. Hmm. The most thing, the the thing that I'll remember the most, I think, would be that. Well, oh, I mean, well, can't really say that, but we'll get to that. No. After that, we had Umberto Carrillo versus Ricochet, and in a double countout. Sheamus was sitting ringside; he had the face guard on due to his broken uh, either nose or orbital bone. I'm not sure from last week. Um, I don't. I didn't really get Umberto facing Ricochet for the number one contender spot here, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I kind of did get it. But I just, I don't know. I thought they were gonna end up having a tag match.
0: I don't know. I, I didn't really get
1: it either, and I don't, I'm not a fan of the double countout. They both – well, they both teased jumping onto Sheamus to kind of scare him. That uh, Spanish fly off of the apron leading to the double countout was mm-hmm. a good good move. Uh, I guess that just was a way to keep them circling this feud with Sheamus being out. Mm-hmm. But speaking of out, nah. Eva Marie is coming next is week. Is in? Yes, she's coming to WWE Raw making her return next week. Evolution is back. Now I saw
0: some rumors about um potentially uh uh Piper Niven's
1: coming in. I saw that as well. And, and- I would I wouldn't mind it but piper niven to me at least was kind of in a storyline with jack stars mm-hmm. so <laughs> if you take her away from NXT UK there goes jack stars then i i mean he was tagging last week with nathan fraser so i guess that could set him up to be like set you free jack you're on your own sort of thing mm-hmm. Yeah, there is uh, I mean, yeah, I'd be I'd be all for Eva Marie with Piper. I'm a big I mean, there was also
0: a rumor of Mercedes Martinez being up there too, but I guess it got scrapped for Piper. I mean, mm. allegedly. Yeah. yeah. But I think that that would be interesting. I just don't want I mean, it can help too, you know, because you and me are probably the only people out there that actually believe that she I can't
1: say the only people, but We are certainly in that minority. Yeah, like, I
0: actually think she is a good wrestler. She does have potential, you know? I feel like a lot of people forget about even the Bella Twins. You know, when they left, everybody thought that they sucked, and they were awful in the ring, and they were dangerous, and they're always getting hurt, and this and that. And when they came back, everybody was on them so hard, but they showed that they improved a ton. And very slowly, they gain support of the crowd, and I feel like we're going to see some sort of a similar ev- ev- evolution going up. But evolution, evolution sorry, brother. evolution <laughs> uh, going on. But but I really think with ne- with Piper, uh, I feel like it can be beneficial to play into that entire uh, heel aspect where she could always attack someone and then hide behind, kind of like a HBK and Diesel back in the day right you know where she could antagonize she could be the mouthpiece she could do something to really get under the skin and then piper could just be that muscle yeah so next up you had jeff hardy pick up the victory
1: over cedric alexander wow jeff hardy getting the victory (laughs) dude i fully expected him to lose this so it was a nice surprise yeah, when was the last time we saw Jeff get a victory? It's been a, a bit, but Jeff Hardy, that promo beforehand saying that people don't respect the the locker room veterans anymore, and he's going to be teaching Cedric that. I hope this isn't the the end of Cedric and Shelton, but I want more from this. This was a quick match. I
0: think that this could this. I think that this is the end of Cedric and Shelton. I mean, what else were you going to, did you want from them? Did you want them to be so the first I feel tech? like there should have been a big blow off match. And this I see was what their you're gap saying. week. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like a bl- big blow off match that didn't involve a thumb to the eye, like something like right, that. Right,
1: exactly. That's why it can't be the end.
0: Yeah, I understand what you're saying with that. I see where you're coming. But, yeah, next up. Yeah, had Nikki Cross and Asuka pick up the victory over Charlotte Flair, teaming up with Ripley. uh, Rhea Ripley, that is. Of course, you know
1: that. This um, match took place because Charlotte tried to get her loss against Nikki Cross, struck from the record. And then there was some backstage segment that I feel stupid for not being able to really follow mm-hmm. with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Yeah. They set this match up. Match goes on. Flair ends up hitting Rhea Ripley. They cut to commercial. They come back. Rhea Ripley doesn't even care. She's just in the match. Charlotte chops Rhea Ripley to tag her in. Rhea Ripley tags herself out by patting Charlotte on the head multiple times. Yeah.
0: This match didn't really do anything for me. I didn't think it was stupid. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it did it didn't do anything to hype up their impending matchup together. Well,
1: so they they did brawl in the match, uh, and then we saw Flair hit Natural Selection on Ray Ripley, and Nikki Cross picks up the victory off of that. But it just it's so stupid because Charlotte the way this match starts, Charlotte wants the the match struck from record because she lost to Nikki Cross. She was goaded into a match, whatever. Hello? What the hell did you do here? You lost. Yeah. That makes no sense.
0: She goaded into another loss.
1: I didn't like any of this. Except for the, the fact that Nikki Cross and Asuka kind of reminded me of the Bushwhackers in this. With their antics. I
0: thought it was because they started, they were teasing, licking all the fans. Yeah. Foreheads coming down to the ring. Does
1: that make sense when I say that, though? Uh. Not really. Like, I don't know, just, like, a fun team you want to root for. Like, you have Asuka Um, dancing during the match. Nikki Cross is, like, all over the place, like, energy, a ball of energy, whatever. I could easily see them bushwhacking, walk their way to their (laughs) (laughs) right.
0: I could see them doing, like, an Asuka dance to the...
1: Yeah, and they could easily do, like, backstage skits where they, like, I don't know. I don't want to say licking people, but... Uh, Mm -hmm. Earlier in the night, though, we saw Mansoor warming up for his match against Drew Gulak, and Mustafa Ali basically told him that he's not ready for that match, and he questioned what would Mansoor do if Drew Gulak cheats? And Mansoor's like, I'm ready for it. He then goes on to defeat Drew Gulak in a pretty quick match, and we saw Drew Gulak um cheat try to so try to pull one over it sucks that Monsore's actual win streak is tainted by his debut match where he lost via dq um he was on, he was about to be 50 and 0 so oh Kind of sucks, but here he's got that win again. And uh, I'm looking forward to more Mansoor and and Mustafa Ali. Not sure what what will come.
0: Why they they didn't want him to have that undefeated. Yeah,
1: I have no idea. Yeah, doesn't make sense. Earlier in the night, though, we saw MVP speak to Kofi Kingston about Kofi Mania and how he sees something in Kofi Kingston and how he saw something last week. But then he saw weakness. He showed he um he shook Drew McIntyre's hand after he lost. And he said that the reason why Kofi Mania ended was because Kofi let it end. Kofi goes on to defeat Riddle. We didn't see Randy Orton accompany Riddle to the ring after he asked him about that backstage. He did show up though during the match. Goes after Xavier Woods. Kofi maybe showing a little bit more of an aggressive side in this. Drop kicking Randy Orton to, to help him away from help him get away from Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Randy Orton do that backdrop onto the commentary table to Xavier Woods. We saw um Kofi Kingston hit that falling star onto RK Bro. We saw another uh standing frog splash. I don't even know what to call that move that we saw Kofi does to the standing Matt Riddle's back. Yeah, that I hope is in WWE. I don't know. I can't even. I can't even think of the name in, the, to move, in
0: the game. I can't even think of a move a name to call it.
1: Brock, yeah, but the, we saw the, what? I don't know. Did I was you gonna say com- boom drop.
0: I was gonna. I was gonna combine frog with bro, but it just but doesn't it, even sound
1: right. It's not even Riddle's move. It's Kofi. Yeah, but riddle could use it yeah speaking of riddle using moves though he used randy orton's draping ddt he went for an rko kofi kingston reverses that and eventually hits trouble in paradise to pick up the victory yeah so it's nice to see uh, that even well also i was going to say it was nice to see that even though uh rk bro did not win that tag team battle royal they're still out there together however i think randy orton shook his head at riddle and walked off afterwards Hmm. I don't if remember. I remember correctly. I don't remember. After that, though, we saw Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler backstage. And Nia basically just trying to warn Shayna Baszler. Baszler is like, I don't care about Reginald. I don't care about you. I don't need your help. But Nia Jax with a warning saying that she knows Alexa Bliss and she knows that Alexa Bliss is different now. And then we move on to probably the most talked about segment of the week Alexa's Playground. Shayna Baszler comes out and immediately knocked the rocking horse over. Alexa Bliss and Lily wanted Shayna Baszler to apologize to Lily so that they can be friends. Then Baszler refused to apologize. Blamed all of Reginald's accidents on Alexa Bliss. And then Shayna grabs Lily and apologizes for her just being a doll. We see Alexa Bliss attack her. Shayna Baszler steps on Lily. And that's when the lights start to to go out. They flicker. A, A wall of fire shoots up the ramp leading Shayna Baszler to the backstage area. A bunch of stuff fell backstage while Shayna was, was walking or trying she to dodge like things. trying to escape it. She was just being like pretty much stalked by an entity. I don't know. Yeah, and then she locks herself in a room, tried to deny that things were happening. The lights flicker in there and Lily appears in the mirror. So she breaks the mirror and Monday Night Raw ends with her screaming. I mean, let's not forget that uh, she would look in the mirror and see
0: Lily, but then she would look behind her and Lily's gone. Right. You know she was only seeing her, uh, appear in that mirror image of her, and just very—it was a very weird segment. There was absolutely nobody backstage, which is obscure. Um, and it—it it was as if she walked into Lily's playground almost, like Lily's world. So.
1: I mean, if you're listening to this, you most likely know that the internet hated this segment. But I, on the other hand, quite enjoyed it. I thought it was a big swing for WWE to do. And it really reminded me of the the build-up to Undertaker and Randy Orton from Armageddon 2005. And I know they there's comparisons of Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior with the mirror spot. Mm-hmm. There was that mirror spot with Randy Orton and uh, and Undertaker as well. But I don't know. I just I I enjoyed this, and a lot of people did not care for this, and they were super pissed. This is if I didn't have to do this, I this is I would tune out of WWE forever. This would be my cutting point or whatever. Yeah, I just let it go. It's wrestling. What was your thoughts?
0: My thoughts was, all right, this is all right. So first, it was this is turning into a movie-esque thing with the pyro going off as she's heading up the ramp. Okay, cool. Then it got backstage and then it cut backstage and I'm like, "All right. Let's see what's going to happen. Maybe somebody's maybe um <clears throat> excuse me. Uh Alexa Bliss is going to attack or or even the Fiend." Maybe the fiend will appear behind her, you know? And then you said, I think there was some smoke, maybe, and she's kept on going and going. And then when she got walked through one of the doors, I thought that maybe it was going to become a maze, like where she walked through one door, but then she ended up in the same exact place where she was, and she keeps on walking through a door and ends up in the same place that's like kind of a end, never-ending loop. Um... But she did end up where that mirror was. And uh, you know what? I was hooked. So even if I didn't like this segment, even if I bashed this segment, said it was stupid, it made no sense, Which it was awful, Shayna you didn't Baszler deserved. you?
1: Huh? You didn't do that, though, right? No,
0: I didn't. But if I did, if I said Shayna Baszler deserves better, this was stupid, this is childish, this is that and this, hey, I was entertained. I it, No
1: matter what, it still got me to watch, and it's it, so weird because like there's people that are like, "Brother, have you not seen like Ultimate Warrior and Papa Shango or so and so?" stop! Why did you
0: bring? Why do you have to bring that up? That's the one feud that
1: I need closure on, and I will never have closure on it. But people, people are bringing that up in defense, and they're like, "It's a different era. It's totally it different. Is. I don't then, see how it's how, totally different." How many? How many people?
0: Uh, around our age, you know, in their like fifties, are yeah, look back right. at, but like that papa shango stuff, right? The oozing from the forehead, the smoking skull. How many people back then ate it up and loved it? I mean, heck, you can, you can even say talk about cane. You even say that uh, when you were younger, yeah. you
1: you, fe- <laughs> you you feared cane. I was afraid to go to a live event, yes. My very first live event, I was afraid to because Kane, I saw Chokeslam a fan in the crowd. (laughs) Exactly. So with that sort of a mentality, what
0: is the difference between this little uh, obscure stuff that's taking place? There's no difference. It's just entertaining. I love it.
1: Now, the question is, do we see Lily take over the, the body of Shayna Baszler. And that's how they get us a real live Lily. Lily in the
0: body of Shayna Baszler.
1: Why? I mean, it ended with, with Baszler yelling, so something had to have happened. Or could she just... Uh, so I didn't think of
0: that. I thought maybe she just mentally snapped. You know? But... I don't think she's going to take her body. I think the next few uh, Raws, we're going to see more of a taunting backstage where maybe we'll see Baszler. And then she's going to keep on looking over her shoulder, looking over her shoulder and expecting to see Lily, but maybe Nia Jax is there and she gets startled by Nia Jax and then Reginald. And then she punches Reginald and that causes a flare up and stuff. Or she hits Nia Jax and, they're saying, oh, Chena Baszler is starting to unhinge and she's starting to lose it. She doesn't know who to trust. She doesn't know what to believe. And it's all Lily just playing mind tricks on her. I could see something like that happening. What's well, your, what,
1: yeah? Only time will tell. That's for sure.
0: Well, talking about time, let's talk about some NXT. And yeah, not really talking about time because Time
1: Splitter, uh, Kushida wasn't on the card. But well, he was not, but Oni Lorcan was, and he picked up the victory over Austin Theory. We actually got that hard-hitting style from Oni Lorcan in this match, uh, which I feel like it's kind of been a bit. But we saw Pete Dunne and Johnny Every... Gargano brawl ringside during this. Perhaps that, that was the, the end of the the, the the downfall, I guess, of Austin Theory here? Um, What do you mean the end of the downfall? I I just meant to say downfall, not the end of. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) Yeah, I can see it continuing to be a downfall. Um, I didn't like the entire Gargano-Dunn brawl because there were moments where Dunn was being restrained and Gargano was, like, having his pinky held and he's, like, throwing punches at Dunn and they're just, like, letting him throw punches at Dunn. It's like, just, you know, do some restraining here.
1: (laughs) Well, it was all for the buildup of NXT TakeOver, so.
0: Yeah. Well, talking about time, how about we take a a blast to the past Docs? Doc Hendricks, you know? How awesome was that to see Doc on there?
1: Yeah, Doc Hendricks showed up to promote NXT TakeOver in your house, and that was fun, always fun to see Doc Hendricks. Um. I will also, admit
0: uh, I didn't I had no clue who he was when I was younger.
1: But you like you knew him as Doc Hendricks. Yeah. I knew him yeah, as me Doc Hendricks. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know him as Michael P. S. Hayes. I well ooh, he was Michael Hayes, I believe, when he managed the Hardy Boys though. Um I don't know if he was Doc Hendricks or not. I think he was he Doc. He might have been Doc Hendricks. I don't I, know. I don't know at this point. I think he was Doc Hendricks when he was with the Hardy boys. Um in regards to Oni Lorkin though, we saw Bobby Fish later on in the night training and uh put Oni Lorkin on notice saying that he had not forgotten about Oni.
0: Yeah, that's
1: true. But after that Doc Hendricks segment, we saw Legato Del Fantasma come out, Escobar speaking about Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed almost immediately comes out, replaying the footage of Escobar getting squashed by Bronson Reed from last week over and over again, and Escobar challenged him to get in the ring, do it again, MSK come out for backup. And Legato challenged them to a winner-takes-all match for all three championships, or all two titles. I don't know how you count the tag team titles as uh, singles or triple. Uh, or doubles, uh, I should say. <laughs> double? <laughs> they are two separate titles, but... Yeah. But So, I'm looking forward to that match, and I think that should be a fun match at TakeOver. Yeah. Agreed. After that, we saw Hit Row come out, stare them down during their entrance, both teams. Both teams and then uh Isaiah Swerve Scott went on to pick up the victory over Killian Dane. I liked all the evasion tactics from Isaiah Swerve Scott.
0: Yeah, it just um I was noticed like during this match I was just like wow, this is weird. Like f- a few years ago if you told me that Scott versus Dane was going to take place in a WWE ring, like some of these matches that we're seeing right now, it's just weird.
1: Yeah, but uh, Ashanti the Adonis got involved. Maverick jumps on him. Top Dollar takes Drake out. Killian Dane ends up losing the match after a drop kick to the corner. But I don't know. Like the referee saw Ashanti the Adonis touch Killian Dane's leg, preventing him from doing what he wanted to do. mm Hmm. So I'm not sure why that wasn't a disqualification. Oh. But. Good point. I guess that's like a whatever point is moot sort of situation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: After that, we saw The Way being interviewed about Poppy, mainly Candice LeRae because Indy Hartwell was only focused on Dexter Loomis. And later on, Triple H and William Regal was speaking to Poppy, putting her over. And Triple H is like, oh, don't you uh, have a new uh, album? Uh? <laughs> and she goes, actually, it's out right now. And literally at that second, pushes a button on her phone, drops her EP, her NXT EP. The, all the music that we've heard in NXT that people have been begging for for weeks to hear uh, and have on Apple Music and all the, the, the streaming platforms, Spotify, finally out. And uh, Dexter Loomis showed up. I cheered because, like, for literally two months to the day, even more so, I was like, I want to see Dexter Loomis and Poppy in some sort of gimmick in NXT together. So he shows up, gives her a drawing, they hug. Indy Hartwell sees well, they, this and they, runs they, off. They didn't really hug. It was more well, she, Poppy I mean, she hugging hugged him. him. I don't know. I don't know if he didn't really reciprocate the hug, but...
0: I mean, yeah, then he got Busted in. No, he does I
1: reciprocate. Loved... His hands are on her on her back. He hugs her. She hugs him. Uh, all right, but he's he, a fool. He didn't even know
0: what there. to do. He, I thought it was hilarious. His his face after. Yeah, Triple and H, then H it, too. Yeah, then they then they uh, let go of the hug and like Triple H is just like awkward. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, I segment. definitely think that'll I be wa-
1: the the picture of the week.
0: Yeah, I think it's definitely worth it. And hey. I I had no clue who Poppy was before, before
1: NXT. NXT. Before NXT I had no clue. I mean but- I had a lot of sense not fully didn't understand who she was fully but I knew some things I've seen some videos uh of people reacting to Poppy, people being super afraid of Poppy. I'm still kind of afraid <laughs> a little I bit. I don't understand <laughs> the afraid part. She's like What? She's a little girl. It mm, No, because she comes off more of one of those uh, Alexa Bliss type characters where she's uh, the living embodiment of Lily or something.
0: Like if you turn around and you see her there, you're going to like piss yourself.
1: I wouldn't say that, but she's uh, – What she's would you do if white. you turned
0: around and you saw her just standing there in your doorway?
1: It's Yeah, it's one of those jump scare moments. It's like, oh, goodness <laughs> gracious.
0: <laughs> I don't know, but I I I think that she has a smart gimmick for sure
1: which that alone in itself is controversial because the gimmick yeah um so poppy apparently there was a um I don't want to say plagiarism but uh uh-huh. the person that is behind poppy i believe like the manager or whatever had it I, if i'm not mistaken it was him and his girlfriend fiance wife or something like that and or maybe not even maybe it was just a client of of the dude or something like that uh huh if i'm not mistaken and this is the pretty much the gimmick that the 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 woman had had and something went south between those two and this guy ends up with Poppy Poppy doing basically the same thing. Hey, I mean, if the other
0: person didn't have it copyrighted and this guy is the one of the creators of it
1: if I'm not mistaken,
0: I mean it seems like this person was the one of the creators so
1: but again, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like that might be how that story went. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not a hundred percent on that. But that's, like, some old YouTube lore, perhaps, from a few years ago?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, behind all of these gimmicks, there's someone that ha- well, yeah. that's creating them, you know? I think even behind Lady Gaga, there was uh, Trent Reznor from uh, Nine Inch Nails. And Ma- Marilyn Manson, I think.
1: What do you mean? They you know, created behind them? behind all
0: of these I think they played. I think Marilyn Manson actually. I think Marilyn Manson and Lady Gaga worked together a lot in her development, and I think Manson played a large role in that. You can kind of see it with the way that she would, especially when she first started to get out there. Her, the way that she was dressing and this and that,
1: and getting people to talk, it was very. Man-son-ish. Nothing comes up for Trent Reznor in her Wikipedia article. Yeah, so and it, it just says that she she cited heavy metal bands such as Manson. Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, and Marilyn Manson as uh as inspirations. So I don't know. I thought, I thought that her and Lady I, I thought that Lady Gaga and Manson worked together. That doesn't seem accurate. That just seems like something that she created to go viral and, and hmm. do.
0: Yeah, I think was... I think her
1: music by itself might not have been selling. Uh huh. And she burst onto the scene with this gimmick and Meh. I mean you see where Lady Gaga is now in twenty twenty one. Meh. So I guess she just used them as an influence. Yeah. Unless she had somebody else behind her doing that. I don't know. Meh. Who knows? But after that, we oh, saw Zaylee Lee attack Mercedes Martinez during Mercedes Martinez's entrance. And she's like, screw this. I'm still here for my match. The bell rings. Mercedes, Mar- Mercedes Martinez picks up the victory over Amari Miller. Very quick match. I thought it was a good recovery for her, aspect-wise of, of that. Um, also... I'm now remembering the fact that we were just speaking about Poppy and uh-huh. Austin Theory and well and uh, Indy Hartwell. Mm-hmm. Ryan Satin tweeted out asking if anyone had heard from Indy Hartwell. And Austin Theory responded to that and said, yeah, I have a few times, but she keeps hanging up. Every time I call her, she says, hey, it's Indy. I can't answer the phone right now. I'm confused because she keeps answering. And I thought that was one of the funniest tweets I've read this week. <laughs> so that That's... just reminded me there. But it was a good match for Mercedes Martinez to recover to show that she's maybe strong enough to take on Xiaoyi. Yeah, I didn't even notice
0: know who she was facing. Yeah, I don't think they announced that even. Yeah, I, I was surprised that that other person even had a little bit of stuff in there.
1: I only, I think maybe I only noticed because I saw Amari Miller tweeted on Twitter. Huh. So Very interesting. After that, we saw an interview with Brizongo, which was about Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner and how they have to beat them to make their way back to the tag team titles. So I'm assuming next week we'll see that match. Perhaps. Seems about
0: right.
1: Earlier in the night, though, we saw L.A. Knight give a tour of his house to entice Ted DiBiase. We saw Cameron Grimes do the same thing later on. I hundred percent doubt that those houses belong to either of those two. (laughs) However, I would say they were uh, both beautiful houses.
0: I'd agree. I would. (laughs) I would not mind. We saw
1: Ted DiBiase. Uh, announced that their match at NXT TakeOver will be for the million-dollar championship, and it'll be a ladder match. The ladder was gold with dollar signs all over it. And you had to see the next part coming. Yeah, making its return to NXT television for the first time in, like, 10, 10 and a half years, perhaps. Yeah, the- So that was cool. Yeah, do you think that that
0: was the legit the championship, or no? I think it was
1: a replica. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they wouldn't use the, the real one, but at the same time, I could see... Like, even when Goldust stole it from Ted DiBiase Jr., and Ted DiBiase Jr. was dubbed... The million dollar champion. I I don't know who's to say that wasn't a replica. Also,
0: I mean, the, the real thing is way too expensive to do that with. So that's that's why I would say. Is um, that
1: factually correct, though? So they say. So they say. I don't know oh, if and I, I think... believe that price. I don't know because there was only one real diamond on it on the back of it, according to DiBiase. So if somebody were to say, oh, are those real diamonds? Or is there diamonds on that? He could say, yes, there's diamond on that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's interesting.
1: Well, after the DiBiase segment, we saw grizzled young veterans pick up a victory over August Gray and Ikeman Giro. Uh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa came down to watch. Which uh, this match basically went how you would expect it to. Grizzled young veterans end up saying that they're done with Champa and Thatcher. They want the tag team titles. And Champa said, there's absolutely no way you're getting a title shot unless you go through Champa and Thatcher first. So grizzled young veterans finally accept a match with them. It's going to be a tornado tag match next week. Should be a very hard hitting match.
0: I hope grizzled young Fets win. I think they they need to win.
1: Yeah, but then does that? Well, yeah, because I still see Thatcher and Champa splitting up maybe next week. Maybe I can next see that. week is when Imperium, Bart Bartel mm-hmm. and Eichner come out. They attack Champa and Thatcher just stands there and watches. Yeah. We saw Candice Lerae call out Poppy. Poppy. Poppy comes out and says that she doesn't wrestle, but I know somebody who does. And she brings out Io Shirai, who we have not seen in quite some time. They end up brawling. And I, I thought it was a good segment.
0: I agree with you. I liked how she walked down to the ring with Eo. Uh, with, um, Eo, yeah. With Eo and helped
1: her take off the jacket and then Eo went to town. I was a fan of that. I liked Wade Barrett mentioning his history with Wayne Rooney, who he once slapped on, I believe, Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. And I liked Beth Phoenix mentioning how she once had dealings with Maria Menounos, both tying it to celebrities or outside figures to who are not normally in a wrestling environment. Mm -hmm. Maria Menounos, we've seen wrestle live.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: And honestly, well, we I don't think she did bad. I thought she was quite impressive. If that match took place in 2021, it might have been a bigger a bigger pop from the crowd. Uh, I don't know. Maybe more people would have cared. I, I it, I'm not putting it on the same level as Bad Bunny, but Maria Menunos puts a bunch of work into training to become a pro wrestler for the matches that she's had in WWE. Mhm. So, I always appreciated seeing Maria Menounos wrestle because she was actually there and cared about wrestling. Yeah. Um, after that though, we saw Io Shirai and Poppy have a stare down with Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai who made their way out to the ring for the main event. And Amber Moon picks up the victory over Dakota Kai via disqualification. Amber Moon, I thought was great in this match. Yeah, I liked she hit that somersault stunner. Mm -hmm. I thought that was cool. But Ember Moon attacked Raquel Gonzalez during this match. And she goes up to the top rope, probably to hit the Eclipse onto Dakota Kai. And Raquel kicks her off that big boot, causing the DQ. Nah. Ember Moon attacks Raquel Gonzalez afterwards. Dakota Kai gets taken out, but Raquel tried to hit Ember with that powerbomb. It gets reversed with a stunner, and then she hits that eclipse to finish this segment. Super strong. This might be a really good match for, like, one of, maybe one of the best matches for the NXT Women's Championship that we've seen.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, I, I thought that this match was really well done. And it maybe me backpedal on stuff that, like, I'm
1: not being that bad supportive of ember moon i thought that she was great in this and of course uh, i feel like we should mention Shotzi blackheart is out with an injury so that's unfortunate Ah. Uh uh-huh but nxt was not over with the main event we saw carrying cross wanting his opponents to come out and face him and william regal tried his damnedest to put a stop to it throughout the whole night Kyle O'Reilly comes out, followed by Johnny Gargano, then Pete Dunne, and Adam Cole appears on the screen. Kyle O'Reilly ends up slapping, carrying Cross. They all brawl. Cross was about to end this on top, but boom! Out of nowhere, Adam Cole comes out with a super kick. He hits the last shot, and he is the one standing there with the NXT Championship, and the crowd is is losing their mind for Adam Cole. To me, that's super unexpected, but that was a pretty cool pop to hear.
0: Yeah, they were fully supportive of Adam Cole coming in from behind. And, I mean, it it was cool because the crowd also didn't expect him to be there because they had him appear on the screen just a few moments ago. So for him to come up from behind and rock... uh.
1: A cross in the back of the head that was a shock yeah but this weekend we do have nxt takeover in your house 2021 taking place at the capitol wrestling center i just want an invitation triple h i, I would have loved to have got an invite to this not necessarily gonna like fly down to florida for this but if I he I invited some sort you're of not flying down? the nxt crowd man
0: if if he didn't invite you personally, you wouldn't go down.
1: If he invited me personally, I would a hundred percent book a trip and uh, be like, brother, um, if you're inviting me personally, I'm here. Yeah, I'm vaccinated. I'll take your little uh, your nose test or whatever you need to do to get into the performance center. I'll do it. Just let me in. I have. It has been too long since I've been to an NXT event. I April two thousand nineteen. I think.
0: I. I don't know. I've only been to one, I think. Yeah. I've only been to one and it wasn't even a pay-per-view.
1: I'm hoping that we're going to get Royal Rumble at Madison Square Garden in January. I don't see that actually happening, but I'm hoping for it. If we if and they I have hope- Rumble at is that a rumor or are you just saying? No, I'm just saying it because the Madison Square Garden was a huge apparently a huge rumored venue for SummerSlam. I was thinking City Field was a, a rumored venue. There was uh, maybe some rumblings of City Field, perhaps, on the internet, perhaps. Uh huh. But Madison Square Garden, I believe, was a huge rumored venue for SummerSlam at one point. So if we could potentially have Royal Rumble at Madison Square Garden, I'm there. But I'm hoping that NXT TakeOver also takes place at Madison Square Garden fingers crossed that if it does take place at MSG it's not the theater at Madison Square Garden because uh, I know it was super cool to see uh, uh, WWE at, at the the Hulu Theater or whatever it was back then and it was really cool to see um AAA and Impact there but I uh, I'm I'm all right on it being in that venue I would pref- yeah. much rather prefer the the actual arena itself mm-hmm but NXT takeover in your house. We got some matches. We have Mercedes Martinez taking on Zaya Lee. I'm, I'm going to say Zaya Lee.
0: I'm going Zaya Lee. Huge win for her.
1: Four, and plus, she has that uh, the Mae Young Classic loss. She's trying to prove that she's more than that now. True. For the NXT Women's Championship, we have. Raquel Gonzalez defending that title against Ember Moon. I'm going to say Raquel Gonzalez. I'm going Raquel Gonzalez as well. A million-dollar championship ladder match. Cameron Grimes taking on the uh, LA Knight. I almost said Los Angeles Knight for some reason.
0: (laughs) I'm going Grimes.
1: It seems like LA Knight could probably pick up this victory.
0: He can, but I feel like there's more to do with Grimes.
1: And I would much rather see Cameron Grimes win this. And I'm going to say Cameron Grimes. And I hope that Ted DiBiase does not have some sort of heel turn and like helps LA Knight win or something. Maybe we'll see Ted Jr. come back and and help LA Knight. That'd be so wild. I don't think that's going to be a thing, but man, that'd be something else. That'd be interesting. In a winner-takes-all six-man tag team match for the North American Championship and the Tag Team Championships, we have Bronson Reed, the North American Champion, MSK, the Tag Team Champions, taking on Legato Del Fantasma. It seems like, because this is winner-takes-all, it seems like Legato is going to pick up the victory here. I could go with Legato. I would be disappointed. Could... Bronson Reed literally just won uh that North American championship less than a month ago. And mm-hmm. MSK won the titles in in uh like just over two months ago.
0: That's true.
1: Alright, alright. I'm gonna go with uh, MSK and uh Reed. I see what you're saying. I'm going to say Reed and MSK as well, then, and then a main event match: Fatal Five Way for the NXT Championship. The champion, Carrying Cross, defending against Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, and Adam Cole. I'm going Cross. Carrying Cross, like we were just talking about, list of uh, recent champions. He just won the title. Uh around two months ago as well. I'm going to say Karen cross retains.
0: Yeah. But after
1: he... Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano and Pete Dunn are no longer in that scene. Who's next?
0: Goldberg. Goldberg. Right. That's
1: the only logical explanation. That's the only person I could think of.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. I really don't. I would love to see a a singles feud of him versus Dunn. But who else would be able to step in there that's not part of this match right now?
1: Dexter Loomis
0: would be an interesting feud. I just
1: don't see that. (laughs) Hmm. That is NXT TakeOver In Your House. Moving over to NXT UK real quick. It opens up with Walter making his return to NXT UK. Basically, it was just to put him over as being the longest reigning modern champion in WWE. No new challengers emerged. Nothing really came of this. It's just his return. After that, we had Jordan Devlin pick up the victory over Saxon Huxley who uh, we saw Jordan Devlin show up last week. That's his return to NXT UK. He was over in the United States defending the Cruiserweight Championship. But perhaps we'll see him step up against Walter as the next challenger to the NXT UK Championship. Symbiosis, T-Bone and Primate picked up the victory over Dan Maloney and Andy Wild. We saw pretty deadly on commentary Regardless of Maloney and Wild getting a lot of their stuff in in this match, I had zero doubts that Symbiosis was going to be picking up that victory. And then the main event, we saw Mako Satamora picking up the victory over Kaylee Ray to become the new NXT UK Women's Champion. It was about a 20-minute match or so, and I thought this match was fantastic. We saw them uh, each use each other's moves. Kaylee Ray used the Death Valley driver. We saw Mako hit the gory bomb. I liked the stuff on the outside of the ring where Kaylee Ray went to use the championship, but Mako ducked it. Hits that Death Valley driver. And then a bit later on, we saw Kaylee Ray hit that gory bomb onto the ring apron. Uh, back in the ring, Mako Satamora hit that Scorpio Rising to end the 649-day reign of Kaylee Ray. I don't know if her reign was going to end sooner had, uh, COVID not been a factor, but now she is up there as one of the longest reigning champions in WWE history, such a historic reign. And if you don't really watch NXT UK, you don't watch NXT UK go out of your way to watch this match. I thought it was so good. And now, perhaps, maybe it's just a matter of time before Kaylee Ray shows up on SmackDown or Raw or NXT here in the United States. But that was NXT UK moving over to SmackDown. It kicked off with Roman Reigns speaking to Jey Uso about embarrassing the family. He questioned if Jimmy understood that. We saw Jimmy speak about what happened last week. And how the Usos should be champions right now, but the ref goofed. And then Roman Reigns stuck his nose in their business. He called Roman Reigns jealous. Um and he promised to do something that he was not going to regret. Reigns told Jay Uso to take care of this. Jimmy kind of got uh kind of got Jay to agree that he's mad at Roman Reigns for costing them the, the championship match last week. But Jay also said that. He's stuck in the middle of this. He doesn't want to be stuck in the middle of this. And Jimmy basically told Jay that he wants Roman Reigns to go to their locker room. He's not going to Roman Reigns' locker room. Jimmy, uh, Jay Uso went and showed up back at Roman Reigns' locker room. Reigns questioned where Jimmy was. Jay told him what he said. So Reigns eventually made his way over there. I'll speak about that a little later on. First match of the evening, we saw Kevin Owens and Big E pick up the victory over Sami Zayn and Apollo Crews. Obviously, there was no mention of Aleister Black laying Big E out. That was the last time we had seen Big E. Uh, This was a fun tag match. Nothing crazy here. I like the start of the match with Kevin Owens in the ring wrestling uh, Apollo Crews, but also going outside of the ring to attack Sami Zayn. We saw Big E uh, take... Apollo Cruz out with that cactus clothesline. Kevin Owens won after a stunner on Sami Zayn. And Apollo Cruz stopped the celebration of the victory between Big E and Kevin Owens. And he said that they didn't beat him. They beat Sami Zayn. He then challenged them to face him and Commander Aziz next week. Sami Zayn was pissed, yelled some things about uh, conspiracies. And Commander Aziz hit him with the Nigerian nail. So that match is set up for next week. After that, we saw Liv Morgan pick up the victory over Carmella. Another quick match between these two. I'm glad Liv Morgan won this time. And I assume uh going to win the next time they wrestle. But I would like longer matches from them. I don't know if we're going to get that. But I would like, I mean, I think they deserve longer matches. After this, we saw Ding Dong Hello with Seth Rollins as the guest. Both of them laughed about Bianca Belair and Cesaro. Cesaro showed up behind the door and attacked Seth Rollins to the point where Seth Rollins somehow got like beat up out of his suit. I feel like you don't really see anybody get beat, out, beat up out of their suit. But Cesaro basically destroyed the whole set. Bianca Belair came out and just laughed at Bailey. After that, we saw Chad Gable apologize to the Street Profits for what Otis did to them last week, and he said that he got their tag match canceled. The Profits kept talking, and Gable's like, "You know what? Now one of you can face me." Montez Ford steps up, picks up the victory over Chad Gable via disqualification. Good match. I like that catching Northern Lights suplex that Chad Gable hit. But Otis attacked Dawkins backstage. Both of them were supposed to stay backstage. Otis makes his way ringside, takes out Montez Ford. The most shocking thing from this, Otis shaved his beard. That was uh, quite a shock. Now the shirt is completely outdated. The new Alpha Academy shirt. (laughs) Uh, After this, we saw Shinsuke Nakamura pick up the victory over King Corbin. Pretty quick match. Boogs was ringside, kind of maybe pulling some distractions. Maybe not, because it was such a quick match. But King Corbin attacked Nakamura afterwards. Boogs goes to stop Corbin from grabbing the crown. Corbin attacks him. Nakamura is able to grab the crown, and Boogs sent uh, King Corbin flying over the table. After that, we saw King Corbin yell at Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville and said that he's ordering them to have Nakamura return his crown And Sonya said they should just set up a match and put it on the line. So next week, for the crown, Shinsuke Nakamura will take on King Corbin. I think it only makes sense, I guess, for Nakamura to to actually retain the crown. Even though it's not a, I mean, he's not the king of the ring or anything. But we saw Roman Reigns show up to the Usos locker room. And they both put Jay in the middle. Jay yelled at both of them, he left. Reigns basically made Jimmy out to be the bad guy there. We also saw earlier in the night Rey Mysterio interviewed about Dominic, and Ray said that he has uh, he's gonna be calling Roman Reigns out. The end of the show he calls Roman Reigns out. He said that he acknowledges Roman Reigns, but he acknowledges him for being the rat bastard that he is, and as the person who puts his hand on his hands on Dominic. He then challenged Roman Reigns for, I guess, for the Universal Championship at Hell in a Cell, inside the Hell in a Cell. Ray out of nowhere, attacks him with a kendo stick. Before Roman Reigns could hit the, the spear, he eventually uh, gets the upper hand. Before he could hit the spear, Dominic attacks him with a kendo stick. Again, out of nowhere. Reigns recovers from that, launches Dominic outside the ring via a powerbomb. Maybe uh, an awesome bomb, perhaps. And Rey Mysterio, he tried to attack Roman Reigns again, but Reigns kind of puts him down, gets broken up. Reigns backs out. That was a, a pretty. I I, I like the end of SmackDown. I thought it was pretty good. That that power bomb is like holy crap. I don't know. I'm assuming they like filmed that and spliced it in or something. But that was a, an insane power bomb. But that was SmackDown. Going to take a quick little break right now. Hear a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped.com. And we'll be right back here on Marking Out.
2: Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, you're shaved up. Making sure Trevy looks clean and fresh, and-, and you get a nick, get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it- it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, so that way you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way I can charge my Mario 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone, all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be
1: fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping.
2: That's now four for this read.
1: Don't forget to sauce it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 540. Head over to manscaped.com, pick up that lawnmower 4.0. Use the code regardless. Get yourself 20% off in free shipping. And if you already own the lawnmower 4.0, there are so many other items offered on that website to pick up. So head over to manscaped.com. Use that code regardless. Get yourself 20% off in free shipping. We already covered uh the most important thing from AEW Dynamite last week, so I'm going to cover Impact Wrestling now, and just Impact Wrestling, and then we'll take it home. Impact Wrestling uh, kicks off with that Impact and AEW Summit, and uh, it's about the, the match at Against All Odds. Don Callis tried to talk Tony Khan. And Scott Demore, out of putting Sammy Callahan in the championship match with Moose and Kenny Omega. Scott sets the match at against all odds for a one-on-one match. He agrees to his terms. Tony said that a title match like that should not take place in the Impact Zone, but at Daly's place. So that gets set up. So the, the whole card's going to be taking place... In Nashville, except for that main event match taking place at Daly's Place. And then, whoever walks out as champion will have to face Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary. I think it's pretty obvious that the winner is going to be Kenny Omega. So, Don Callis, again afterwards, was trash-talking with the Elite backstage. Scott then sets up a match for, against all odds, a street fight. Good Brothers versus Sammy Callahan and a partner of his choosing, Tommy Dreamer volunteered for that match. So that match gets set. We saw another promo class, another uh, how to be a pro wrestler or a professional with Brian Myers. He wanted Sam Beal to cut a promo on Matt Cardona and he got pissed when he didn't really trash Cardona. First match of the evening though, we saw Rosemary pick up the victory over Jessica Havoc. Rosemary started this match off super hot with two spears. Hard-hitting match. Rosemary ends it with another Spear. I was surprised that Havoc's not going to be moving on to Against All Odds to make it a triple threat match for the championship. It's just going to be a singles match now between Rosemary and Deanna Parazo. Speaking of Deanna Perazzo, she, along with Kimberly and Susan, run down, attack both of them. Susan then calls out Tasha Steeles to have their match or, or her match right then and there. And then Tasha Steele picks up the victory over Kimberly. I think maybe I could have done without this match, but I hope Fire and Flava retain at Against All Odds. And then everyone brawled after this match. Havoc and Rosemary came back out, made the save, and uh, they all just, I guess, celebrated. I don't really remember what happened after that. We saw another Steve Macklin promo. Such a wasted talent in WWE. I can't I really can't say that enough. This this promo was so good. Next match, we saw Trey Miguel and Petey Williams pick up the victory over Chris Bay and Rohit Raju. Great match. Trey Miguel ends up making Rohit Raju tap out. Madman Fulton ran down. Ace Austin ran down. Attacked everybody in this match. Josh Alexander made the save, and they all beat them down. Petey Williams hitting that aided... Uh, Canadian Destroyer from the top rope onto Madman Fulton was, I thought that was dope. That was really cool. Uh, I forget who was helping him set that up, but I thought that was really cool. And uh, the main takeaway is that Ace Austin and, and Madman Fulton got taken out by everybody. After that, we saw an All About Me, which was with Rachel Ellering. She brought Jordan Grace with her, and Rachel Ellering basically just told Tenille that she's been disrespectful to her. Because her and Jordan Grace are tag team partners. Rachel then challenges Tennille. But Jordan Grace said that it should be her in the match. And then went to go get that match made. Maybe. Maybe Rachel Ellering is going to turn heel on Jordan Grace. Or maybe just Jordan Grace loses that match against Tanil And we see that downfall continue. Eddie Edwards picked up the victory over Joe Doring via disqualification. We saw Diener get involved, causing the disqualification. Rhino jumps in. Kojima makes the save and comes out on top of that segment. Main event saw W. Morrissey pick up the victory over Willie Mack in a no DQ match. I would say that William Morrissey or W. Morrissey controlled most of this match and afterwards went to beat down Willie Mack. Rich Swan runs down to make the save. Gets broken up by security. Morrison maybe gets the upper hand there. And then Swan hits him with a chair. Good ending to Impact. Maybe not the the strongest end for a go-home to uh, a pay-per-view or whatever they call them, a network special. But it was still a a good ending. Against all odds, you got uh, the street fight. Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer picking up. uh, I'm not picking up the victory, but... Facing the Good Brothers, I think Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer will be picking up the victory in that street fight. Jordan Grace will be taking on Tenille Dashwood. I think it's Tenille Dashwood. Fire and Flava defending those championships against Kimberly and Susan. I'm sticking with Fire and Flava. In a five-way match to determine the number one contender for the Impact X Division Championship, Petey Williams taking on Ace Austin, Trey Miguel, Chris Bay, Rohit Raju, i'm oh i'm gonna say i'm gonna say true you know i don't know i'm gonna say ace austin here singles match w morrissey taking on rich swan i'm gonna say w morrissey for the impact world tag team championships we have violent by design defending those titles against the decay i'm sticking with violent by design uh, Kojima taking on Joe Doring. I'm going to say Kojima for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Deanna Perazzo defending that title against Rosemary. I think it's safe to say that Deanna Perazzo is walking out as champion. She's going to Triple Mania to face Fabi Apache, I believe. So that's coming up I, I think next month. And then the main event taking place at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida for the Impact World Championship. Kenny Omega versus Moose. This should be an interesting one. I don't know if they're going to, like, film this in front of fans or not or what the deal is. It should be an empty arena or just have the uh, AEW fans, the the extras. I think it's safe to say, like I said before, Kenny Omega's walking out as champion, moving on to Slammiversary to face Sammy Callahan. So that was Impact Wrestling. Hey, Brandon. Got any shout-outs? Hey, wow, this is Owen Wilson. You're listening to Brandon's Shoutouts. The first shout-out goes to Raya and the Last Dragon. It's uh, the latest animated Disney film, and it's finally available to watch for free on Disney+. I enjoyed it. I, I kind of wish it, it was It got good longer. reviews. I, I saw some people uh, hating on it, but... Uh, i I very much so enjoyed it. it was funny it uh I mean it played its part. I thought it was something that could have been a little longer, but it was already almost at two hours wow and i uh I kinda think it could be a live action movie one day yeah. so yeah, but uh boy meets world i'm gonna give the second shout out to because Disney plus randomly recommended it to me the other day. <laughs> so I figured I'd put the pilot on i watched it obviously i'm I'm such a fan of the show, I think it's so good. And I think it's it's funny that it was recommended to me Because last week on NXT Big discussion On the internet kind of uh, Because Wade Barrett On commentary said that he did not know Who Corey and Topanga were Come on Although he's British so maybe they didn't have that over there Awful. So I thought that's I thought it was funny that's that it was Recommended to me Hmm. Uh, but I watched it It was a uh... Fun pilot, check it out on Disney+. Plus. And then, because the other two are Disney+, Plus, I figured I'd make the last shout-out, a full Disney-plus-related shout-outs this week, and give the last shout-out to Behind the Attraction, which is going to be a series that The Rock announced is coming to Disney-plus on July 16th. It's his production company doing it.
0: And what's the basis of this? I think I saw a picture uh, teasing it, but I didn't see
1: the video or anything. I don't think there's a video to it yet, but it's going to be going behind the scenes of the greatest Disney rides from around the world. Huh? The the list of the episodes, you have Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion, Star Tours, Tower of Terror, The Castles, which is uh, obviously all the Disney park castles, Mm -hmm. The Disneyland Hotel, It's a Small World, trains trams and monorails and then the hall of presidents huh i was hoping for a carousel of progress episode but perhaps a season two will cover that
0: i would like to see there's like a few of the rights in the uh the japan one that's really
1: crazy well i mean that could possibly get covered Mm -hmm. Given, I mean, the Haunted Mansion There's a crossover there That's true, yeah Um, Very true Yeah Good deal So those are my shoutouts, now it's time for Our Our is right our mark out moment of the week i'm gonna start out with a smaller one and move to a bigger one uh and oh, just say that right, i right. i really enjoyed wwe's most wanted treasures this week with brutus beefcake greg valentine and jimmy hart i thought it was cool to, to, to see watch uh brutus's mask from wrestlemania 9 and then some of valentine's robes and I guess That's his cool. shin guard too. I, I, dude, it's so bizarre to me. So they go to this dude who has like a bunch of gear from Greg Valentine. He ended up becoming friends with the guy, but they were going after one robe, but there was definitely a robe that I recognized from his appearance on Sunday Night Heat. I believe it was randomly. I don't even mm-hmm. still don't understand that. But in that house, the guy had what looked like Brutus Beefcakes, like full gear from WrestleMania nine. But for That's some cool. reason, they literally only went after the mask, which didn't make sense to me, but it was cool to see. And I think also, uh, Bret Hart's biography on A&E this week, I thought was fantastic. I, I think that might it. be my favorite, uh, biography that they've done so far. I have to watch that. Which, which is I'm so weird. I, Cause I'm not like a huge Bret Hart fan or anything, but I, I was like, it was just such a good biography. Nah, I gotta say for, for me, um,
0: I haven't seen it yet, but I like. I finally got caught up. I saw the Jake the Snake one, and I don't understand the heat between him and Honky. Like,
1: what if this Dude. stuff with him and Honky talk, man, are, is just a huge work? I I have no idea, but I just thought it was funny. But he did the same thing with Warrior. So what who knows mean? what that is? You, like with the the Warrior documentary, they were he was talking about how much he hates Ultimate Warrior, blah, blah, blah. But at the Hall of Fame, Warrior came up to him, apologized for everything and hugged him or whatever. And then they were like super cool about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's uh, a shoot or a work. I have no idea. I just thought it was funny that he spent the whole episode making fun of Honky Tonk Man. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just like
0: I was listening to him like, dude, do because, they really – like, Apparently, do realize that Ultimate Warrior that cost scripted? Jake
1: Roberts the WWE Championship run. I don't know about that. Because I mean, it was supposed to be Jake and then Warrior left, so they were in a bind or something. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I'm sure that there's a ton of politics back then. But to think that uh, Honky Tonk Man smashed a guitar, a, a not a non-worked uh, guitar over his face, I, I don't know. And like that, there's still
1: like beef between him and and uh. Dude, I I have no idea. I mean, Bret Hart completely trashes Bill Goldberg in that biography. So, well, I mean, guys, but that I don't know. I mean, it says that was basically the downfall of Jake Roberts' career too. So it's kind of similar.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I started watching the Vice uh, Dark Side of the uh, of the Moon. Dark Side of the uh the Ring I I started with the Nick Gage
1: one. Yeah, that was um, a really good episode.
0: I was really interesting, you know? And I mean, I have to go through and watch the Have you watched all of them or no? Yeah. I have to go through and catch up on them. They they always did such a good to, a good job with the series. Is the Airplane yeah. next? I, I I know. There's a few episodes that were duds. No, I think a bunch of them are are
1: more so duds. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's true. To me, most of the series is just like a Wikipedia article. There are like those episodes like the Each Herb and Abrams was good. and then Nick Gage. Stories that I have not heard before. I did not need mm-hmm. to hear the stuff with Jake Roberts' family. I think that's just yeah, a that's disgusting been... thing that...
0: Yeah, and that's been done out by Beyond the Mat, really.
1: No,
0: I mean, I didn't see... Didn't, I didn't they see. they did not cover... I, I didn't see the documentary, so I don't know, but I'm it's assuming... About that it's
1: about his father being... Uh, I mean, I don't want I, Yeah, we don't have uh, to
0: go into it. All right, so it goes into, into the family aspect and everything. Is the next yeah. one the airplane episode?
1: I'm not sure.
0: I hope so. That I'm excited for.
1: But but I think the biggest markout moment this week was Matt Cardona showing up at GCW zombie walk showing up in all black doing John Moxley mannerisms hitting the paradigm shift on Nick Gage unmasks himself to reveal that it's actually Matt Cardona. One of, I think the best wrestling pops in recent history fans, were worked beyond worked into a shoot which i think is just hilarious
0: yeah first they first they were excited and stuff and then matt started flipping them off and they were flipping matt off and it was awesome
1: yeah he drew some real heat there so i thought it was really cool
0: yeah he even hit the
1: uh the ddt just like moxley but dude god were people worked up people because he's like Oh, I don't need to do that backyard wrestling stuff. And people yeah, he was, lost he was, their minds over that He was that tweeting. Comment.
0: Yeah, he was tweeting during the event that he was eating at a an airport or he was eating in the backyard uh, with Chelsea or something.
1: No, I think he was actually earlier in the day was tweeting that he was at, at home.
0: Yeah, so earlier in the day. Or like the day he, before, But he was perhaps, putting out these tweets. The day before, maybe. He, he was putting out these tweets that made you think that he cannot be there or he won't be there. But definitely an awesome pop. Hopefully this is something, this is definitely something the indie wrestling
1: scene needed.
0: Yeah. And they have their,
1: their big two, two uh, day show in July. So I assume Cardona versus um, Nick Gage will be taking place on night two.
0: Yeah, let's just hope uh,
1: Matt doesn't get cut too bad. <laughs> he already got cut open, hitting that paradigm shift. Yeah. So, but uh, now oh, do I we saw... call him? Do we call him the Death Rider? I don't know. Matt I saw Cardona?
0: somebody tweet out saying, "Uh, um, the Cardona Apocalypse." A uh, Cardona Apocalypse. I That's thought that was pretty cool. That, that, as I tried to say that, I was just like, oh, that's a lot to say.
1: <laughs> but Death Rider, spelled R Y D E R, because that's Moxley's na- nickname is the Death Rider. Uh huh. So I thought it was a, something a little funny Could aspect of it. Be. Could be. But yeah. But that's our mark out moment of the week. And that is episode 540. Check us out, Twitter. Mark out. Chris Sweendog. Also for Instagram, bttg161, davidptdpt, facebook.com slash youtube.com slash Out 11 Follow us on Instagram at Out 11 as well. Use the code regardless for 20% off and free shipping over at manscaped.com, twitch.tv slash Out, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, Stitcher Radio, MarketOut.com, prowrestlingtees.com slash Out. Buy that new sweet beautiful t-shirt and we wish you the, the best, best of luck, luck in your future, future endeavors. endeavors have a fantastic week Bye. Bye.